Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, Patriots football is officially back. And in fact, it's such an important day that I am on vacation doing it in a random conference room. Spags is sitting outside his rink before his men's league game tonight. We had to get a quick podcast in. It's about halftime, so we only have the first half that we're going to be talking about. But we still wanted to get you an episode. It is a really good conversation. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted to Bags, man, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. Both busy. Um, you know, you like you said in the intro, you're out on vacation. You rented a room. You got a nice little setup. I'm in my car on my AirPods. The last show that we'll actually have kind of some off balance chemistry, I guess you could say, with how it comes out audio wise. Yup, I just got a nice new mic, so yep. we're stepping up our game for the season. It's preseason for us too, working out the kinks, but we're ready to right. go, Pat. That's right. That's right. And like and I said, not man. Not only are we ready to go, the Pats are ready to go because oh, they were nasty. Bro, Let me this tell you, man, right. Jared Stidham can throw a ball, man. He can throw yeah. a football. He's good. Yeah. Well, that's uh, you know what? Let let's save Stidham almost to the end. I think I think for me at least. And yeah. and so we did mention obviously I'm on vacation, Spags is outside. He's got a men's league game tonight. He's going to be bouncing at some point. So just so you guys all know, it's going to be me after a certain point. So we'll try to get into as much as we can. Um, let's start with, you know what, let's start with Stidham because that was the one question that everyone had with Stidham and, and what he was going to look like. And obviously Jacoby Myers looked great tonight, obviously caught two touchdown passes Fantastic. in the first half and made some tough catches, man. But I was impressed with the way Stidham was throwing. He had a really nice pass to Andrew Beck that he dropped in the end zone. Uh, that's a tough catch, but even still where he put it was just the absolute perfect placement for that ball. Uh, that's exactly what you're looking for from, you know, from, from rookie quarterback, uh, just a great throw. And even the touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers, the first one, you know, that was, that was on third and goal 
And with some pressure coming, man, the blitz was coming. He read the blitz perfectly. Myers made a really nice outside fake to inside. And, you know, Stidham hit him. And and it wasn't much. It's not much. But, like, just at the beginning, that's what you want to see. Can he handle that type of pressure? And at least, you know, in the first half of this game. Now, look, I mean, who knows what the hell the the, the Lions are going to look like. But in the first half of this game, he looked like he knew what he was doing, which is a good, which is a good sign at least, you know. Absolutely, and and I, I don't know if you saw it, to start the third quarter, he went out and dropped a dime in double coverage, just plopped it right in between the corner and the safety, and oh, Maurice beautiful. Harris dropped a, dropped a touchdown. Oh. It was right on the oh. one-yard line. It was an unbelievable throw. Uh, and, and you know me, I'm a QB guy, and I was really interested to see because if you can remember, a couple of years ago when he transferred from Baylor to Auburn, he was a gunslinger and a really good quarterback at Baylor when he kind of had that you know Big 12 type of offense. Right. Um, and he was in the conversation going into that college football season of the Darnolds, the Rosens, the Josh Allens, you know, could be a first-round pick. And then he went to Auburn, was more of a game manager. And they didn't really use his arm to his best of his ability. But, you know, he got to showcase it today. And we always knew he could throw a good ball. But, man, he got it out quick. You know, he, he threw some bullets in there. Like, he hit Myers over on a little post. Uh, he, he put some zip on that ball. And, uh, I mean, they, they got something here, man. You don't see a guy – especially in this offense, come in and look very poised. I mean, I'd like to see him, uh, you know, get a little bit better in the pocket. But, I mean, what are we saying? It's the first half of his NFL football career. Um, but he, right. he, he has the ability to, to extend plays. He made some nice plays when the pocket collapsed, got out and converted uh, two-third downs with his legs. Right, he did. He did. And, and you know, on those ones, and, and Zoe was talking about a little bit on the um, on the broadcast, like on those ones, it wasn't like he didn't have a good read, but, like, he, he – read that there was nobody open, which there wasn't, and he took off, and having that scramble ability is good. But again, it's not, I'm going to try to scramble for the first down because I can. It's nobody's open, so I'll go get the first down. Uh, and he had a few of those plays, and you know, one in particular on, I don't know if it was a third down or not, but it might have actually been a third down where he scrambled uh, on the two-minute yeah. drill, scrambled yeah. and uh, you know, and slid and got the first down, and did a nice job. And again, that that two-minute drill was was good to see too, man. He's driving down the field. Now, obviously, Gostowski misses the field goal, um, you know, at the end there. But by the way, Ryan Allen was holding. Not that it matters, but, you know, Ryan Allen was holding that one. So it's not like it was Jake Bailey and he's the reason, you know, Gostowski just missed it. So, um, you know, but, but that two-minute drill got them down there. Um, then a holding penalty pushed them back a little bit and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's one of those things where they got down pretty far and then ended up kicking a field goal and, and missing it. But but it was good to see from him. At Absolutely. The very and staying on the offensive side of the ball, too, uh, and I'll kind of let you take away the defense here for the for the later half of the show. Um, you know, Barrios didn't get – I don't believe he had a catch. So I guess this is special teams looked really good punt returning. Uh, a couple did times have, looked like he, he did got, have one. He did have one catch on a – Actually, it was a fourth oh, down whip route. That's right. I did. I yep. tweeted about that. Yeah, we saw that a million times from Edelman. Nice little. Yep. It didn't look as smooth, but he's quick. He's got a little juice to him. He's got right. burst. Um, but especially in the punt return, you know, he uh, looked like he was going to be wrapped up on a kind of, you know, a little bit of a gain. Not much. Yeah. He extended some plays, a nice couple runs along the sidelines. But, I mean, the Jacoby Myers show lives on, Pat. This kid's unbelievable. Um, made some tough catches. You know, two of them were in, were in uh you know, really tight coverage, you know, defense collapsing in on him. And then one play that really stood out to me was uh, right before his second touchdown, but Stidham hit him. They threw a little jump ball, um, you know, a little fade in the end zone. 
and it was an easy pick, and he was able to jump over the receiver and bat the ball away from the cornerback. Obviously, I don't know the corner. It was, it was you know, their second stringers. Um, and saved an interception from Stidham, next play, touchdown. So uh, he's doing the little things. I'm interested to see. I didn't get to see a lot of him blocking. I know the Patriots value that a lot of their receivers, but, I mean, this kid's got some hands for a kid who was a quarterback for two years at NC State, stepped in as a junior as his first year as a receiver, broke Torrey Holt's record for 92 receptions, <laughs> went undrafted because of a slow 40, and he is lighting it up right now. He's been good since, since they brought him in. Right. Well, and that's one of those things where, you know, you look at the 40 time and it's, it's just not, it's not super concerning. Just the way that he played and the way he's been playing, man, he just, he looks so good out there. And it's just the small things like, yeah, do well. The Nicole, Nikhil Harry had that that's, great catch. That's, that's another. That's another. I, I don't mean to interrupt and get up. No, no, no it's okay. No, unreal, because they well, both were just. I, I was foaming at the mouth watching that first half. Oh, man, yeah. they were so yeah. good on all sides of the ball. When I think they December both football in August. Like, yes, well, really. I mean, that's really that's really what it was, right? It was just one of those things where you're 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 looking at those two guys in particular because those are the two guys we're most excited about are those two guys. And, you know, Harry had that really nice catch down the sideline, diving catch, had the third down grab um, on, I think it was the first, no, maybe it was the second drive, um, you know, with with Hoyer where he just ran to the sticks, pushed the guy out of the way and dove for the ball uh, on the sideline and made a really nice grab and then jumped up and caught the other pass. And obviously, you know, tweaked something with his leg, but wanted to stay out there was like, he wasn't, he wasn't coming out. And then they yeah, ended the up and, and, and pulling him out. Right. And so that's one of those things where obviously you don't want him tweaking that, but he's, he's focused on the game. He's not coming out. He's the like, no, no, I'm playing. So cr- crucial for someone like him too. Cause I want to get him up to game speed. Cause you know, he was working out kinks first couple of days at camp, probably uh, a little bit of nerves, right. but uh, right. good to get two catches out of him. And that was his bread and butter, man. I mean, he's, he's a sideline guy. He can go up and get it. And for him to do that, you know, with the first game of his NFL career, not even with Brady, man, he was making some great catches. Right. Um, he gets good distance and, and, and can really get some separation, and he's athletic too. 100%. Yeah, and that's that's what you're looking for. I mean, both of these guys are contested catch guys. And so really what you're looking for from them is going to be them going up and getting the ball because that's really what they're there to do. Uh, oh, and Spags looks like just uh, just bounced, so he's uh, he's done. But we'll keep talking. Uh, well, I'll keep talking at least. Um, but, you know, but that's really what you want for out of those guys. And what we've seen so far has been very, very good. Now, again, it's preseason. It's the first game. It's backups. So it's not like we're not getting an accurate portrayal of what's going on. But, you know, it's still good to see. And, uh, you know, it's the only action we have to go off right now, which is really good. So um, so we have that. Now, one one last thing about the Stidham thing, which I think is interesting Brian Hoyer looked really good in this offense. He was driving them down the field, um, threw the two touchdown passes, obviously, and just had him had him moving and had had the offense really, um, you know, clicking. Really is is really what it looked like. And so and so for me, when I see that, and then I see Stidham playing, and Stidham looked pretty good too. You know, Hoyer's the type of guy that you know he he could get a job somewhere. And so I wonder if it becomes something where if the Patriots can't. You know, if they don't have enough roster options, and we've talked about the 53-man roster and kind of what that looks like and, you know, some of the defense, and we'll get into some of the defensive guys there, um, but some of the guys on the defense that may deserve a shot. 
Um, and, you know, you might be able to keep more guys on that defense or even on the offense if you want. You know, if you want Braxton Barris to be the 53 man, 53rd man in or, you know, um, you know, whoever else, any of those, any of those, uh, any of the D linemen and pick a D lineman that, you know, the, is on the fringe. And if you want him to be the 53rd man, well, you look at it and say, OK, uh, he's the guy that we want to keep as as our 53rd guy. And you you trade Hoyer for you know for a pick next year, and so that's one of those things where they can definitely they well they might be able to get away with that, um, and so so we'll see you know now obviously they they may not want to do that because it looks like Hoyer can run this offense really well. Of course, he was here for a long time and he's been here for a while as well. Um, but you know that's something where if they feel like they have enough out of Stidham, where they feel like, okay, he can run the offense if he absolutely had to. Now, look, if Brady goes down, we're screwed, no matter what. So, like, that's not, it's not like, oh, well, you know, Hoyer can still step in. No, that, that's not going to happen. But but you also look at it and say, okay, we're not just looking at, um, we're not just looking at, you know, the, the, the guy who's going to take over long term. We're also looking at it like he can be a serviceable backup quarterback for now. And so, if they feel that way about Stidham and they really feel like they, they can keep a 53rd, uh, you know, another guy somewhere else as their 53rd guy, then maybe they will try to turn around and, and trade Hoyer to someone and he might be able to fight for a starting job somewhere. Because honestly, if you look around the NFL, man, he might be better than some of the starting quarterbacks out there. So uh, maybe not totally, but, you know, certainly, certainly, uh, certainly could, could at least fight for a job there. So, um, so anyways, let's get over the defensive side of the ball because, man, let me tell you something. This Patriots defense is, man, really, really nice. Well, the thing about this is that, look, we get it, okay? I completely understand, all right? The Patriots' defense, they're going against backups, and I understand that. But they're also backups. I mean, let's remember that they're backups too, so it's not it's not as though they're not also backups. They're backups as well. And so, you know, it's not that's one of the things that I find really interesting um, is that, you know, you have an opportunity to look at these guys. And when you see them and you're like, okay, these are the dude, like this is the dude we're talking about, you know? And so, um, again, man, for me personally, I see the defense and I'm like, they're flying around. Jamie Collins out there flying around. You got Rivers making nice plays um, off the defensive end and everything like that. So that's the type of stuff for me where I look at it and say, I'm happy to see where he's. I'm happy to see what he's doing. Now, again, does that mean that he, you know, that there this defense is going to be great? No, I, no. Let's not say. I mean, let's be let's be honest here. That's not necessarily the case. But I was happy to see the aggressiveness from them. I was happy to see them. They just completely 100% dominated the the second offensive line for the Lions. Completely dominated them. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, the offensive line for the Patriots was doing really well. And so it's like one of those things, man. Dan Skipper, dude, I was watching Skipper a lot, uh, left tackle, man, and he was just dominating people. And Froholt in the second half was, you know, took on some people pretty well and stuff. So, so it's one of those things where, you know, that's really what we're looking for from from the team is, you know, what are they going to do? How are they going to how are they going to play and and really and again, all we can go off of is what we're seeing, right? And what we're seeing from the Patriots is who they're playing, right? And your backup, it's backups against backups, right? It's not backups against starters, but it's at least telling that they're dominating on that side of the ball. So they're dominating the backups. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to be great against the against the um 
you know, against the starters, but at least they might be able to hold their own against the starters. So I was happy to see that. Um, you know, just everyone on the defense, I think they, I think, I believe, I'm pretty sure they had six sacks in the first half, and John Simon had a really nice pick. Uh, yeah, six sacks, and uh, John Simon had a really nice interception there. So, you know, it's one of those things where you look up and uh, and you kind of see what's going on there. Now, Matt Lacoste got injured, which sucks. Um, we mentioned the Harry injury. The Lacoste injury looked like it could have been serious. I don't think it's going to be, but it could be a sprained ankle. And if it's a high ankle sprain instead of a low ankle sprain, even if it's a low ankle sprain, it could still be a few weeks. So, you know, with in a position where there's so much fluctuation, there's so much uncertainty, it's really not what you were looking for, uh, unfortunately. But that's the way it goes. What are you going to do, right? So, um, so that's something you're going to have to deal with, unfortunately. But um, you know, oh, and one more, one more spot was the punter spot. Um, I thought it's interesting they having Jake Bailey do kickoffs. Uh, he did force one, or not force, but he did kick one that was ended up uh, being down in the end zone. But a lot of those were at the front of the end zone, right where Gostowski was putting them last year. Uh, is right where he was aiming them and putting them in and, you know, a few returns there and forced them back. And, uh, you know, I was happy to see that. And so, again, you know, you don't – it's not like – it's not as though we're looking at it saying, okay, this is this is the Patriots team, this is what's going on. But at the very, at the very least, right, at the very least you look at it and say – all right, like I'm happy to at least see what's happening here. I'm happy to see what's going on um, because, again, it's, you know, you get these guys that are coming in and making plays. And, you know, I, um, I'm i just happy to see it. And so, again, it's the first preseason game, right? We, how much can you really tell of the first preseason game? Not a ton, okay? Not a ton. Don't look into it too much. But you do see flashes of play. You see flashes from Jacoby Myers. You see flashes from Nikhil Harry. You see flashes from Jared Stidham. You see flashes from um, the uh, number 90 on the D-line for the Patriots. What the hell is his name? I, his name has escaped me, but you see flashes from, from him. You see flashes from Derek Rivers. You see flashes from different guys. And those are things that you like to see. Um, and again, they're going against backups. It's not really a game plan type of thing. But put them in those situations and kind of see how they do. And that's really what all we're trying to do, right? And the preseason is all about put them in the situation we want to put them in and see how they succeed, right? The Patriots score a touchdown, which did them. They go for the two. Why do they go for two? Because they don't care about winning the game. They want to put them in a, in a position where they're going to go for two and let's see how this play works. And the play broke down. Obviously, they ran uh, Nick Brissett out of, out of the backfield. Wanted to try to hit him. That wasn't open. Uh, nothing was open in the end zone. Stidham rolled out to the right, extended, 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 and then just threw it away. And in that situation, I think he made the right call. And I get it's a two-minute, It's a, you know, it, it's it's a two-point conversion, right? So you think, okay, throw it. Throw it and try to throw a touchdown. And I agree with that in general. But if you throw a pick there in the end zone and you're running the other way and everyone's running with you and that gets picked off by a guy at the front of the end zone— well, now he can possibly return that for a touchdown, and that's two points for them. So it's one of those things where maybe you don't think about that, but that's a that's a thing where they're constantly teaching their guys, hey, look, make the right decision here. Don't do something stupid. If there's nothing open, don't try to be a hero. Don't try to make some crazy play. Just throw it away. I know we don't get the two points, but so what? You know, and now if the game's in the line, then, then that's a different story, obviously, but you know, it is what it is. And so that's really what you're looking for. Put them in positions where they're going to have to make 
challenging plays. They're going to have to make challenging decisions. Put them in a two-minute drill, right? Have them get up to the line with no huddle and boom, get up there, right? And I referenced, uh, you know, Stidham sliding, and there was about 210 left when he got back up. And he jumped up, okay? He jumped up. He ran back to the huddle. He got them lined up, and he got a and he got a handoff to Brandon Bolden before the two minute warning. So that's one of those things where you look at it and just say, "Man, like that's what we're looking for, right?" And that's what we're looking for to stand him. And so, you know, again, is it gonna is it gonna carry over into the regular season? We have no idea, right? But but that's what preseason football is all about. Just see what they're gonna do now. Obviously, they have the rest of the rest of this game, and so there'll be some some things that happened. Hopefully, no one gets seriously injured. Obviously, you saw Jermaine Curse with a broken leg tonight. Uh, never, never like to see that. Obviously, certainly not in the preseason. Um, you know, and it looks like his 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 um, season. I'm I'm assuming is probably over. Uh, more than likely, the way that looked, that was pretty nasty. Um, you know, and and you know, so it's it's one of those things. Now, it was, I thought well, one thing about the cursing that that was interesting was that the first guy over there, or one of the guys over there, was Bennett was was with him. Now I know they were teammates back in Seattle, but that's a guy that he hasn't been teammates with for a few years. That you know he's going over there and, and you know with him and stuff. And so I just thought that was a, a nice a nice thing to see, um, you know, from a guy like Bennett. So um, obviously you never like to see guys like that get injured at any point. But certainly not in the preseason. So you just hope that no one gets seriously injured. You hope the lacrosse injury isn't serious. The Harry thing is probably that lingering injury that he had last week. Um, and so I would think they're going to take it easy with him. And we'll see. You know, maybe he'll play on Saturday. Maybe he won't. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, but that's we'll, – we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how, how he responds. But let's hope no one gets seriously injured. Let's hope that everyone just kind of stays healthy. And, again – all we're doing is putting people in positions, right? Put them in situations and see how they respond, right? Get them up there, get them in there, and let's see how they respond. And they're in a game now. It's not practice anymore. Now you're in a game, and it's and it's NFL speed, and they're flying around there. And, you know, there are some starters out there here and there. Not a ton, but there are a few out there here and there. And it's how do you respond in those situations. And that kind of gives you an idea of what you're looking at. And so, you know, this Myers kid, you call him Myers, I'll tell you what, man, he looks like he's the real deal. He does. And, again, that's not means he's going to be a starter for the Patriots this year. But the route running, again, that the just a quick route, uh, you know, on the on the touchdown he caught from Stidham was just really nice. Just a quick fake to the outside, boom, cut it back to the inside. He gets the separation he needs. Stidham puts it in there and makes a nice catch. Right? He had a nice catch in the end zone from Hoyer where he jumped up, made a nice grab, came down with the ball. Okay? He had another one where it was a juggling catch between two guys. He's juggling the ball and gets hit and still holds on to the ball. So that's the type of stuff, and that's the type of stuff that his Tate from NC State, you see that all over the place. Even if he's juggling the ball, even if he doesn't have it completely, he still holds on to it and comes down with it, right? And that's the type of stuff that you see over time. And, yeah, okay, he runs a 4-6. So what? So what? Who cares? Right? It was one thing. Maybe his football speed is faster. Maybe he knows how to get separation. Maybe he's a good route runner, and so he gets open. And maybe when he's not open, he still makes a nice catch. And so that's the type of thing. And again, the Patriots, I feel like this year, are going for those contested catch guys because they're losing probably the best contested catch player in NFL history in Gronk. And so you need some guys that can go up and get a ball in, you know, when there's guys in your face, right? And you had a guy like Aaron Dobson who you thought would be able to do it, and he just never did it. He never did it. Never went up and got it, right? And so it's you know they they've been looking for a guy like that for a while, and it looks like he might have it. 
in you know in both of these guys, if not you know one of them, if not both of them, I think you know. And so we'll see what happens, but the early indications are good. Okay, and and again, uh, one person I believe I don't know who it was that said it, so I can't give them credit unfortunately. But I believe they said that Tom Brady has thrown a touchdown pass to everyone with an eligible number except for 16. There's only one, obviously 12, because he's 12. But every he's thrown uh, a, a touchdown to every eligible number from, I believe it's from 10 to 19, I believe. Um, and 16 is the only one he hasn't done. If Myers keeps 16, Brady eventually throws a touchdown pass to 16, and there you go. So anyway, it's just a weird, like, stupid tidbit, but, you know, kind of be kind of funny to, to, to have him do that anyways. But anyways, that's all I got for you. Um, that's all I got for you here today. Uh, we will be talking more. We will be in conversation, talking more about so, some stuff that's going on. Again, uh, we apologize. I know things, we kind of bounced around a little bit. Uh, as I told you, I'm traveling. I'm at Great Wolf Lodge with the kids, um, you know, with my family, and I, I'm in, a, I'm in an empty conference room right now uh, recording, and Spags obviously at his game tonight. And so we had some stuff going on, but it was important. And look, if it was the second preseason game, we probably wouldn't have done it. But it's the first preseason game, man. The Patriots are back. Everyone's super excited. We're super excited. So we're like, we got to get on and talk about it. So, uh, and especially after seeing a really good first half. And again, we don't know what the lines are going to look like. We don't know what the starting lines are going to look like. Never been, never mind the backup lines. Um, but it doesn't matter who they're playing against. You put them in those positions, and they made some nice plays. And again, it's you know the routes that they made, the decisions that they made, the the things that they did. That's what you were impressed with, and I was happy to see that. Um, and again, I think that I think that swing tackle, I think that swing tackle spot is going to be Dan Skipper's. I really do. Uh, he's an absolute monster. But but I just think more so he has good footwork. He has he's just so strong. So you know, and we'll see what happens third preseason game when third preseason game rolls around and he's going against actual starters. So you know, we'll see then. But I think what I saw from him was was impressive. Again, Myers, I'm not going to hit on again. Nikhil Harry, I'm not going to hit on again, but I saw I saw some really good things from the defense as well. This defense, if they keep up their intensity, is going to be scary, and it's going to be awesome. And so uh, I can't, I just can't wait because it's going to be fantastic. So, anyways, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, we had a few shows this week. Obviously, had to get a few things out to you. Um, we appreciate you listening, and we did we did say we're probably going to be having two shows uh, as we go along in the regular season. So that'd be pretty cool. So. Um, you know, we got a lot of good things on the Pat's Public Network, so we appreciate you listening. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to uh, to your podcast, but preferably on iTunes. But even if it's not there, wherever it is you listen, um, you know, definitely do it there. We, we would appreciate it. And next week is actually going to be our uh, fantasy draft special. Now, Spag's going to be traveling. Spag's actually going uh, to the game in Tennessee next weekend. So he's going to be traveling. He won't be around, but... I'm having a few different guys on. We're going to be talking about fantasy football. We're going to be doing a kind of maybe a little bit of a mock fantasy football draft and kind of take you through there and, and uh, you know, give you some tips on how to win your league this year. So I'm a big fantasy football guy. I'm sure some of you out there are as well. So if you're a fantasy football guy, if you enjoy fantasy football, and obviously I will be talking about Patriots as well. So like that, that'll be in there as well, but it's going to be mostly fantasy football oriented and what it's going to look like this year. And and, uh, you know, how how we can help you win your league in fantasy football. So we'll be doing one of those shows uh, next week. And, again, we'll be talking some Patriots. But for the most part, it's going to be a fantasy football special next week. All right? Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.